In this episode of The Sideline, Meg and Dr. G discuss sport parenting and take a trip down memory lane of their own experiences as athletes, coaches, and sport parents. Tune in to hear how Meg's mom dressed up in the stands to hide from Meg during one of her tennis matches. Meanwhile, Dr. G will discuss why a U7 soccer player started crying in the middle of a match. Dr. G continues to identify how our schooling system doesn't prepare sport parents and how this can result in youth athletes experiencing anxiety or dropping out from sport. Learn how to calm a child down during a game when the pressure from parents becomes too much and explore the connections between how to encourage without forcing your child to benefit from sport participation. This is The Sideline, and this is Sport Knowledge. If you're a sport parent, right, where can you turn for a variety of topics across different issues in sport? And, and, and we'll provide that source mm-hmm. uh, because you're not going to get it from, you know, like, you know, the top 10 lists or the yeah. what we call the infotainment, mm-hmm. right, the spectacle of uh, here's what the – you know, the score was, or here's so-and-so athlete doing something, you know, silly, or here's a coach doing something abusive. Like that doesn't, that just, right. It, 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 we see that all the time and it, we consume it mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of other options. Yeah. And, and we've got to provide that space for people to have a sport education, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to it, it will connect it with schooling. You don't get a class on how to be a parent, right? You know, reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, and all that other stuff. And, and we, we, I'll critique it too. The schooling system, parenting is one of the most fundamental things that how many people do, so many of us do, and, and we often don't get educated on it. Yeah. And being a sport parent. And sport parents can be, as we know, like, you know, they, they, they can be kind of crazy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh, well. <laughs> I have but, literally stood in the, in the stands breaking up a fight between parents. So, yes, I completely understand. Uh, do you want to share the story of your mother? In the uh, oh my yourself? <laughs> yeah. This is a great story, and it, it put a lot of stuff in perspective for me. So while I was playing, I think I was uh, a teenager, that lovely girl teenager years. Teeny. No, you I have can't. that to look forward to. I'm just, um, I, was, I was pausing to imagine you as a, as a teeny. As I was awesome. Um, <laughs> so I, um, my mother was wonderful. She drove me to all the tournaments, and none of them, of course, were close. So she had driven, you know, three, four hours to a tournament. We stayed the night in a hotel, and I was ready to go out and compete the next day, right? And I was playing, like, the number one seed or something. I don't know. But it, I was nervous. I was very nervous about it. And I said, Mom, you can't watch. Whatever you do, you can't watch. It's just too much for me. You, absolutely not. And I, I remember her face was like, are you kidding me right now? I've just driven all the way out here. So my mother, being very creative, she went and bought a wig put the wig on, had these big sunglasses on, and watched my match. I had no idea. And as if that's not bad enough, she walks by me and says, nice match. And I go, thanks. No idea who, who that's, she was. That's wild, too. I mean, it's just, that's dedication. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, that's something like my, I would expect my dad to do, actually, too. But he, he came to my games. Yeah. But uh, th- that you didn't even realize that was her, too. Yeah. You were so locked in. Was. Uh, to the game. It was definitely. Um, <laughs> you know, I, when we were talking about that earlier, you know, I coached uh, in Denver here. I was coaching a youth soccer team. It was a U six or so, U seven soccer team, and one kid on the team, you know, his he had that dad that was a little bit too involved, and I would talk to yeah. him right because I, I, you know, trying to be very polite and respectful, and not just you know yell at people and shout and that kind of thing. That, mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a great way for uh, communicating with adults. 
<laughs> and uh, I talked to him once. He was running. He his kid scored a goal during one of the games, and Dad ran onto the field, high fiving his kid during the game. During the game was on. The game was on. Yeah, this is like second quarter, or whatever. And you know, these little kids. I mean, all the kids are swarming, right? They're not, and we call it a swarm or the yeah. beehive. They're all swarming around. You know, You're lucky they're going in the right direction. Yeah, well, there's, a, you know, yeah, yeah, there's at least three forward. kids over in the corner, and, you know, <laughs> exactly. they're chit-chatting with each other. But his kid's squirting, and he literally runs on the field and high-fives the kid. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're enthusiastic about this, but maybe it's a little bit too much, and maybe it's not something you should do in a game. And, too, like, with American culture, he, he doesn't do the same thing for his kid's English exam, or he's not doing, you know, when a kid goes outside and is, is being creative and plays something new, he's, yeah. parents aren't doing that. You know, so you've got to break down and think about why sport, why so much attention on it, uh, why so much emphasis on these things, and, and does it make sense? You know, later that year, or the, I think we played two seasons uh, with this family. This kid, again, during the middle of the game, you know, I'm, I'm rotating. I, I kept a little chart, and I, every kid played the same amount of minutes, basically. Awesome. That was basically my job. Yeah. You know, in, in addition <laughs> to playing games and some skill development and having fun. I mean, we practice our high fives. I the rotate the new the, the, the kids on the bench come come in and he comes out. He starts crying. Nothing had happened, right? Like he didn't fall. He, nobody nobody yelled at him. Nobody on the other team called him a name. He didn't he didn't score. He didn't get hurt. Nothing. He plops down when I when I bring him out with the other ki- yeah. kids yeah. and he starts crying. I mean, talk about bawling, almost hysterically. And I'm just sitting there going, "What are you doing?" What's going on, buddy? You know, ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, my dad's putting so much pressure on me to score. And, you six. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there watching this thing going. This is like the second quarter of like our fifth game. Wow. I mean, nothing happened, and this kid, does, you know, has this re- response, and you're just like, man, you know, finally, the old, old man's behaviors and the pressure hits this kid in a kind of monumental, outpouring way. Yeah. And you're like, this. I, Man, I want you to have fun. Like, so I had to, I had to, you know, let's breathe. Mm-hmm. I had to calm them down, you know, and reinforce the, the fun and joy aspects and take that pressure off of them. And you're just thinking, like, yeah, we've got to do better yeah. um, with, with the parents, with coach education, with league management, right? Anybody, mm-hmm. then, anybody can sign up and start coaching and get into it. And you're like, that's, that's wild again. That's the Wild West of yeah. sport coaching. As a phys ed major, we didn't sit around in phys ed class, you know, breaking down film for 10 hours thinking, well, how do you get the six-year-olds to do this yeah. and that? And, you know, well, after you implement your base offense, they like, no, you didn't care because that wasn't the key thing. Yeah. The key thing was movement, enjoyment, you know, fundamental different skills. Is. Yeah, right. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> Not to pick up, you know, little, little flowers. Pick, picking in the grass. Well, <laughs> The one, that was my main goal. <laughs> I, I share there. I mean, the one big thing too, like, do you always remembered that was still holds? I think true. There's some truth to it. No long lines, right? Like, not one person kicking the ball with ten people lined up, or in baseball, like one pitcher doing bunting practice or fielding yeah. with ten other people behind them. Yeah, you see that all the time still now. Yeah, get the kids up and moving to develop their skills, yeah. and especially at six years old. I mean, that's what you need to be doing. Yeah, Yeah, I think also one of the things this show is going to do is have some great coach stories. I've got another one of my son um, playing minor league baseball. And the coach told him, never swing. Instead of teaching him how to swing, 
Yeah. He said, just don't. And so he taught him how to lean into the pitch. Oh, yeah. He t- and so JR came home and he was like, I need to have padding here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're not playing football. Yeah. He could swing, but I, I he was not certainly not the best yeah. batter on the yeah. team. But in, just so that we can win, because you're not good at it, and I don't want to yeah. spend any time with you, don't swing. And, you know, he quit the next year. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to play. Nobody's going to sit there and get hit the ball. No. <laughs> No, well, I mean, right, there's a key outcome, too, is participation. Participation, retention, you know, when we call them quitters. But a lot of times I don't like, and you know I don't like using that word because quitters has a negative connotation. When the reality is, hey, I'm pretty smart to get the hell out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to keep hitting me with the ball, and that teaches me how to swing. Okay, I think I'm going to stop doing this now because this is is dumb. Mm -hmm. And kids, you know, at times can be smart about those things and get out of those systems. You had a similar situation with, with Liam where he with my son, yeah. He, yeah, he made a choice that was pretty smart too. Yeah, so Liam uh, is now 12 years old. He uh, stopped doing, again, I don't say quit. He stopped doing gymnastics a few couple of years ago now. But he was in Colorado, state of Colorado, a three-time state gymnastics yeah, champion. Very talented. Uh, I mean, the, fun to watch. You know, physically, I say right, he is physically gifted. Mm-hmm. He's, he's physically small too. He's kind of short. Um and he's got, you know, just a, a great body. And he was, not to, not to brag, I think to really be realistic about it, because I've yeah. got three kids. The other two, I like them okay, too. <laughs> and, and, but Liam was really, I think, physically gifted. Like, he's special. And, he, and you can see it in the other things. But he was, uh, I, I think, level four, five, and six uh, state champion in Colorado. You know, awesome. top uh, cup placer in a region. Um, could do things, you know, very well. But the last year in particular, it got to be where he would start to have, or he would say he has a stomachache. Mm. Or he would start asking questions about playing other sports. Mm-hmm. He would want to play with kids and friends after school. Now, again, for those that don't know, though, yeah. as a youth athlete, as a youth gymnast, yeah. when he stopped playing, he was going to practice, and he was doing the lighter route for three hours a day. Mm-hmm. He was going from about 4.30 to 7.30 every day, sometimes with optional on Saturday. Once it became every day, you know, and then the coaches were very disciplinary. Mm-hmm. They were very good in the technical instruction. Uh, I would say that they did lack in the psychosocial, emotional aspects of coaching, you know, and the team setting and those things. And you realize that uh, when he started to kind of have these physical symptoms and, and pains and is he wanted to eventually leave. Yeah. And so for the parents out there too, we, we talked about it and we worked out a plan where he would talk to the coaches mm-hmm. and he would have to do it though. I wanted yeah. him to tell Good. them, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave and I'm going to step away from this and thank you. Um, and we always did that, mm-hmm. but that was it. And so he stopped doing it. The problem is this is so much yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. It, and, and you guys don't give enough praise or enough nice things. There's no games. And everything is just so technical, 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 mm-hmm. technical. Skill after skill and drill after drill. Mm-hmm. And that you're, you, you don't have a supportive or a really kind of environment where you want to show up every day. Mm-hmm. It becomes something instrumental, right? I'm doing this to be a champion yeah. versus I'm doing this because it's so fun and pleasurable and joyful and you know when when my son then plays other sports you know he gets more of that it does it doesn't have all of the control right and the discipline that and the in the in the controlling of the of the whole movements that got to be so demotivating 
So some people would say, oh, he burned out. He got burned out. He burned out. You know, and I just had this in class yesterday. Somebody says, oh, well, I was a competitive swimmer, and then I burned out, and I did something else, and then I came back to it. That's me. It's not burnout, though. Mm. And that's the thing that we can convey, I think, right? Is let's look at these things. What is the research? What's this theory? What, how can we do better than just saying that? Yeah. Well, it's not burnout, because why? Because you played crew then. Yeah. Liam went off, and he played. He went and wrestled, swimming, flag football, yeah. skateboarding. You know, He did everything else, because the kid loves moving. He yeah. loves sports. He loves being active. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, he wasn't burned out. He was tired of the discipline, the sameness, the lack of feeling good mm-hmm. and, and experimenting and, and having fun. And, and it's funny because as you say those things, I'm thinking, so he wasn't mentally tough is what you're telling me. I mean, because that's the way I was brought that's up. How that's, that's how they were talking about yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, it, you know, it's easy to blame parents, but it, it just wasn't the thought process. You just, you know... You discipline was good, and you needed more of it. And if you were a great athlete, you had more discipline. Yeah. And and I think things like tennis and and probably much more so gymnastics. You have such a small window to be great. It's funny. And so if you have talent, they're going to drill you like you can't believe. I would I would say it's. it's I mean, what do you mean by discipline, too? Yeah. Right. What do we mean when we say that? Right. Point. Do people have more discipline? What does that mean? No, it really meant the way you said it too made me think it's more about docility. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I, I we'll talk about that on the show, but it's really more about I can sit here and take it. Yeah, I can be docile. You can keep doing those things, and I can I can endure this mm-hmm. and be docile about it. it it's not a self discipline. No, it, it's I can sit you here. You say and, it, I do it. Yeah, no right? questions asked. I'll be a dog. Yeah, I'll be trained, and you can train me like a dog. Or like a horse, right? We use the word train. I'll, I'll be yeah. trainable. I'll be docile. And you can mold me how you like. And there are some coaches, there's a lot of coaches that they love that. Mm-hmm. If you just shut up and do what you're told, yeah. they love that's it. That's how we were That's what we, how we were taught. Yes, coach. Yeah. That's yeah. all you say. Yeah. There's no other conversation happening. Right. <laughs> yes, coach. And it, and it becomes a very rank-ordered, hierarchical thing. You're not to question the coach. This is not right. How many? I had several coaches. This is not a democracy, yeah. you know. And you're like, yeah. How but many of us have heard that? Don't you also want me to learn? Don't yeah. you want me to ask questions? Don't you want me to think about what's going on in the field? Don't you like when you yell at me later that I don't know what I'm doing because I have to sit here and shut up and not actually learn what I'm supposed to yeah. do? Connect the dots. That's the problem. But well, that's what we're hoping to, yeah, to spread yeah. the word on and, and to help. People understand that this information is out there, and the more you know, the, the better coach you can be. The, the more you know, the further you'll go. Dun, 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 dun. That's a great quote. That's the, uh, Thanks that's my for sharing with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so I'm, what else? I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Uh, I hope that we hear from people and give us their feedback yeah. on what they want to hear about. Uh, we're going to be attentive to the conversations that people want. We are going to provide a variety of content discussions and dialogues, bringing academic and practitioner and all sorts of participants in sports voices. Um, it's going to be eclectic. It's going to be dynamic. It's going to be interdisciplinary. should be a great time. There'll be a lot of bad, bad jokes and some dad jokes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to get to know a lot of stuff.
Thanks for listening. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and hit the follow button because there's more sport knowledge on the way. If you're interested in more information or want to engage in further conversation about these and other issues in sport, visit our website at spknmedia.com. To stay updated on all things SPKN, follow us on social media at spknmedia or email us at team at spknmedia.com and we'll be happy to welcome you to the SPKN community.